trying to get into the house when you're in it. I mean, he said that it would come up to the door and turn and turn the knob and try to get in into the house, you know. Welcome to Bigfoot Society. In this episode, a gentleman recounts his encounters in LaFleur County, southeast Oklahoma, and his connection to the infamous siege at Hanobi. Why are the Bigfoot in this area so aggressive, and what is this gentleman's connection to Roger Patterson? Find out this and more in today's episode of Bigfoot Society. Mike, welcome to Bigfoot Society. Um, glad to have you on today. Uh, for those listening, Mike is from southeast Oklahoma, specifically the LaFleur County slash Latimer County area. How are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm good. How are you, Jeremiah? I'm um, having a great, great Sunday afternoon, able to talk about some Bigfoot stuff. And uh, that's that's a great afternoon for me. But we were talking on Facebook earlier, and it sounds like you've got uh, some some interesting stuff that you've run into down there. But uh, do you mind if we start out by uh, you sharing a little bit about yourself, your story, and, and whatever you want to throw out there? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was in the military for, oh, 10 years active duty. Uh, seven years Navy, three years Army, three years Oklahoma Army National Guard. So, you know, whenever I'm out and about, I'm pretty well, you know, of my surroundings. You know, I know my surround, you know, I'm conscious of my surroundings and what's going on, you know, because of training. So, <clears throat> uh, I think it was 2013. Um, Thanksgiving morning, I was, I was fixing to leave to come over here to where I live now to my grandma and grandpa's place for Thanksgiving, you know, lunch. And my mom, my mom worked nights and she was going to get a nap in before she come over. And she said, be sure to go out and check Tim's deer feeder, which is my mom's, uh, boyfriend that uh that he he recently died a couple of years ago and i said sure i'll go out and check so i was i was going out there and i get about i'd say about 20 feet away from the deer feeder and i heard a rat a loud rustling in the trees and i looked and man, this thing was huge, dude. This thing was about seven and a half foot tall. I mean, black hair. And I just froze. I mean, I've never froze before. And my hair stood up on my arms. And it kind of snorted and turned and went through the trees. And when he was going through the trees, he, these little pine trees and cedar trees, were just like swaying back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, holy, sh you know. <laughs> and 
and then I never seen anything else from him except for a track that I'll send you an email later on to sh to show you what it looked like. I mean, you can hardly see it. So, I mean, it was a short encounter, but you know, it it you know, I would say it would it was I was a skeptic, but I'm not a skeptic no more. Did you see these up in the trees or did you see them on the ground among the trees? What do you mean? The, the, the Sasquatch? Uh, yeah. Was it like, um, was it traveling through the trees or it was, it was no, walking no, on the it ground? Was, it was walking on the ground and it was, okay. it was, it was just standing there. It was watching the deer feeder because oh, wow. there's a game, there's a game trail right there. I mean, it's close to the house. I mean, it was like, I would say 75 to 100 feet from the house. Did you notice mm -hmm. any details about the head of the creature that you were able to see? Typical kind of, you know, big, uh, you know, no neck, kind of conish, you know, round conish head. You know, it, it it's what everybody says it looks like. I've never been so locked up. And it, it was it was like it was trying to communicate or something like that, you know, like, you know, like it it, it was its defense, you know, mechanism to, you know, not holy crap, you know, I'm gonna go after this thing, you know. I mean, I went and looked after about five minutes, you know, you know, see if I could see it running out in the pasture or anything. There was no cows, no horses, nothing anywhere near nearby, you know. I mean, this thing was big. <laughs> Was the, so you're out there near the deer area. Mm -hmm. Did you hear anything else in the woods around that time? Or how, how would you explain the sound of the woods around that time? Very calm. Very calm. Only when this thing was trying to get away that I heard trees and brush moving and stuff like that. That's very interesting. And, and so did you get a, it was a view of the backside of the creature or the, the front side or how would you know the front it? and he, the front and then he, then he turned and was running through the, running through the, you know, the bushes and the small trees, you know, and whenever he, he would, I guess, come to a tree, he'd push it because I could see the top of the trees like, like moving, you know, I mean, they weren't very tall. They were, the trees were probably about 15, 20 foot tall trees, you know, little, little, little bitty ones about, I'd say about six inches around, maybe, maybe less, you know? What, so you saw the, the front side of it. Were you mm -hmm. able to actually get a good look at the face of the creature at all? No, he, okay. he was pretty well hidden. I mean, he was, you know, he was in hunting mode is what he was. Mm. And because, you know, the deer feeder, you know, if there's going to be an easy lunch, you know, right there, you know, to sneak up on a deer while he's eating some corn, you know, then he's going to, you know, he's going to do it. I mean, I've heard reports around here that, you know, Hunter seeing, you know, seeing him carry three, 400, pair, uh, 300 to 400 pound hogs on, on their shoulder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's intense. Um, I'm curious, you know, when you're looking at, this creature by the deer area was there anything about how the the creature was was um 
was standing or anything like that that made you think, okay, this creature's in hunting mode? Well, he he was just, you know, he was standing close to the tree limbs, you know, so you could, you can, you could barely, I could barely see him, you know. I mean, there was a little bit out of him, I like, I could see an arm and a leg, but he was, you know, he, he was peeking back and forth, you know, and then, and then, then I, that's when I, you know, I actually, you know, in my brain, I could figure out what it was, and I like, holy cow, and that's when I locked up, and the hair stood up on my arms and my back of my neck, and that's never happened to me before. I mean, it it was it was a, just a cool experience. So that, that's <laughs> I got awesome. I got ex- I got excited. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I would too. It, it, did the residents of that area? Uh, of that house ever hear any um, sounds in the woods anything weird um well only thing is um at at my mom had a dog uh border collie and she would let her let her out at night and and she would always come to the door you know wanting wanting back in you know and i th- i think there was a uh you know, a family there, there's a, well, actually I'll, I'll get into that here in a little bit about where they are actually here in, in my area, the two places that I know of where they, they are at. So, um, but I think, think they, they like to pester, they like to pester people's pets a lot around here too. So, you know, throw rocks at them and stuff like that. So, yeah, to- totally gotcha. Um, that's a that's a fascinating. That's your first encounter. Is yeah. back in 2013, uh, around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh no, actually Thanksgiving morning, and what a Thanksgiving that was. You know. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I bet you had your. So here's a question: You get back from into. You get back inside. Then what happens, Mike? Do you tell everyone right away, or are you sitting on this for a while? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting on it for a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I, well, see, I was at my mom's house, so I had, I was coming over here to my grandparents' house where I live now, so, I mean, you know, I, I done, I went and, you know, checked for tracks and stuff, I, of course, I went to my truck and got my pistol first, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. So so I went and checked for tracks and stuff. I mean, I found some you know where he's cl- where he was stepping out, but it you know, you could see where the dirt moved and stuff, but you couldn't see a, a print until I would I'd say a cu- about a week later, I was out there checking the deer feeder again and I saw what I thought was a track, but I don't know. So anyway, I, I made a report to the BFRO and the guy, the guy called me from the BFRO and he said, Hey, um, you're the most recent, uh, sighting here. And, um, the finding Bigfoot people are going to be, uh, in broken bow and, uh, and the producers wanting, you know, real recent sightings. So it's, I got invite to go up there and uh, I got to tell my story and stuff like that. And 
they asked me some questions and and uh and I said, well, I have a track. And 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 I said and I said it's been about two or three weeks. And I said I covered up with, with paper uh you know a, a a trash bag and put wood on around around it so it preserved the track. And Bobo said, I like this dude. This dude's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing, man. Like, yeah. So you were rubbing shoulders with Bobo and Cliff and Matt and Renee. Mm. And oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Were you in the actual episode? No, I, they, they didn't. They didn't put my story oh, on okay. TV. All right, all right. And I was like, man, I, I watched it and I was, wasn't on there. And I was like, man, this is I mean, it, it was a good time with with all them guys. You know, they're they were really nice. You know, talked to Bobo for a little bit. He was supposed to come and check out the track and check out the area. But something happened that you know he 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 couldn't he couldn't do it so you know it is what it is it it (laughs) is what it is and you know that's the show business is show business those guys back in the day they were all over the place and they didn't have a lot of time to do stuff so i totally get Mm -hmm. it um another gentleman he's kind of like my mentor in bigfoot and stuff i've known him all my life and and he's been on a show uh and he's part of a Bigfoot research organization. And I went to his house and I sat down with him and I told him what happened and, you know, the encounter and stuff like that. And he goes, yeah, you, you, you definitely see one. He said, he said, you know, he said, I and was sitting there and this is like a, about a week before I went to Broken Bow to uh you know talk to the finding bigfoot guys and he said you know he said he said i've had i've had encounters here at my house like friday you know he said he said just a couple days ago you know they're beating on my flagpole with a with a piece of wood you know (laughs) he said yeah you they're not very in your where your mom lives he said he said i've had an encounter on uh, fraser creek you know which was like two miles down the road from, you know, where you live, you know, he said, yeah, they're in that area right there. He said, no doubt about it. That's a guy I'd like to talk to too. But I mean, everyone down in Oklahoma is, is running into these creatures. Why do you think Southeast Oklahoma is so, it, it's just, they're everywhere. What is it that draws them to that area? Do you think Mike? It's, you know, seclusion and, um, and the mountains, you know, I mean, we we we're, we got some of the best deer and hogs and, you know, game in the United States down here. I mean, I can I can go a mile south of me to the potato hills, what we call the potato hills. And the deer are like 10 to 12 point bucks all day long in there. I mean, they eat these acorns that falls off the, you know, the trees and, and they get fat and, you know, it, they go where the food is. Mike, is the, are Potato Hills, is that an actual name you could pull up on a map or is that just a regional nickname for it, the area? It, it's just a regional nickname for okay. the, for the, yeah. but, but yeah, if you research Potato Hills in Tallahassee, Oklahoma, you know, you, it'll gotcha. come up with it. Interesting. So. 
first encounter. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Feel free to continue on with your story, man. I I think I've got all my questions out for that. <laughs> okay. Well, I got I it wasn't a counter in a, another encounter, but it was here in Woodnox. So this was in 2016. And my grandpa was in the hospital and I'm sitting out here on the back porch, you know, having me some coffee in the morning. And I'm fixing to go to Fort Smith, Arkansas, to where my grandpa's in the hospital at. And I was I was sitting there and heard and I heard bang, 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 three, you know, three loud wood knocks. I was like, oh cool, that was cool. Like, so I went to the tree and with a with a uh, baseball bat and you know done three knocks and see if it would answer me back and yeah, never did answer me back. One of the cool coolest things is actually being out there and hearing a solid wood knock and you're like, dude, that's it. Like, that's them trying mm -hmm. to communicate either to another one or trying to do a warning or who knows what they're trying to say. But it's just it's the coolest thing in the world. I agree with you, man. Nothing, nothing cooler, except for maybe a vocalization. The other interesting thing you were bringing up, Mike, is that your family actually has an interesting connection to a pretty famous individual in yep. Bigfoot history. Is that is that something yep. you'd be able to share? So, oh yeah, sure. I mean, my family was they're originally here. My both sides, my grandma and grandpa's family was both from here in Oklahoma. My great, my great grandma's family. I mean, my great grandma and then they lived in Chelsea and then they moved to Oregon, California area. So my grandpa was from Sardis, which is by Sardis Lake. And he went up to Oregon and to work in the wood, wood, you know, the woods, you know, working the wood factories and stuff like that, you know, where they make plywood and stuff like that. So they, they met and they got married and they were, they were both Okies. So it, it, it matched. Well, then they later on moved into Washington area, Kennewick, Finley, you know, and, you know, that, 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 that area of Washington state. So, my my grandpa rodeoed. He was a he was a steer wrestler and and rodeo, and he got to be friends with the Patterson family, which uh, he was really really good friends with Les Roger Patterson's brother. And my, my grandpa met Roger at Les's place, and he brought the video and the foot you know, the foot cast and stuff like that and showed it to everybody on a, on a, you know, on a, on a real projector and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing that, you know, you, you see all these and that like, you know, Oh, grandpa would say, Oh, I know Roger, he filmed that. <laughs> And he, he, he was, he was telling the story of Roger and he said, you know, Roger said that whenever they was going, going down the trail and they rode up on the, on the, on this Bigfoot on, on horses, the horse reared up and 
threw Roger off. I mean, Roger was a good horseman, you know, and it, the horse threw Roger off and that's why, you know, the, the camera was, you know, wasn't so focused and stuff like that at first. And it looked like it was fumbling around is because Roger got thrown off the horse. He had a camera hanging on his side and he went to put it on the, on the log to, you know, film this creature, you know, going, going down the creek, the creek bed, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it's the most unbelievable video that you ever seen, you know, all these people that, you know, say, oh, it's a fake, you know, I don't think that video is fake at all. I mean, later on down the road after, after, you know, after Les died, all these people come out and started trying to, you know, you know, say it was a fake video and stuff like that. And that, you know, Roger was a con, con artist and stuff like that. I don't believe that from, from the stories that I've heard, I think, I think it's, it's a legit video. Roger Patterson and Bob Gibbon filmed, filmed Patty back in, uh, 1967 mm -hmm. and then roger patterson passed away in 1972 so a few years after 67 is when your grandpa would have been showed that video by a roger and and less you know what less said was is going to lead into another story so okay. <clears throat> so did you did you get the link that i sent you to about that story the siege at honebi the siege at Hanobi. Honobi. Okay. Pronounced. So, oh. Mike, let's talk about this for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> because after you did, I was like, holy mackerel. Like, this is, he's talking about that big thing that happened like 20 years ago. And then I yeah. started watching some stuff and I was like, okay, this person's saying it this way. This person is saying it. So it sounds like Obi Wan Kenobi. What's the way that the people that live there are saying it? Okay. <clears throat> so I don't know the exact date. I mean, I know Mike and Tim personally. I mean, Mike's Mike's my mentor for Bigfoot and stuff that I go to him about. I mean, his wife's mom was my Head Start teacher, and 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 you know when I started school. So I I I know his his wife's you know, family. I mean, my uncles and, and her brothers used to run around a lot. So, you know, just to give you an idea, I know this family very well. Okay. So I was, I was probably about 20 at the time because I was about to go into the Navy and, <clears throat> and let's see, we heard rumblings that something has happened up in Honubi at, at Tug's place. We we call Tim Tug. And and my grandpa said told me that they shot a Bigfoot up at up at up in Honubi on Tug's place. I was like, oh that's this cool. So the the way way I heard how things went was in, in that area, there was a clan of Bigfoots, and they were going around the, the house 
on at Tim's place, Tug. And they were looking in the windows and scaring the little girls, you know, making faces at them, you know, through the windows. And they were stealing deer meat. And it was getting worse and worse and worse. And and so Mike and then Mike comes up and they call, you know, like they call the Bigfoot guys, you know, which I think one of them was he was on the phone with Matt Moneymaker. And and the people around that area, when it, whenever all hell was going, you know, breaking loose, was it sounded like a war was going on out there. I mean, guns were firing all the time. And, you know, these things were, you know, really aggressive. You know, Mike and them, they weren't, you know, aggressive with them until they started getting aggressive. So he said that he... You want to ask a question? I want to jump in real quick okay. for context for the listeners. Um, people might be thinking this happened in the 70s or 80s. This happened as – this only happened in January-ish of 2000. So this is within the mm-hmm. last 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So, I'm, I mean, they were still on deer meat out of, you know, out of the freezer and, and you know – taking their chickens and stuff like that. And, you know, around here, we're, we're protective of our, you know, our homesteads and our animals and stuff like that. We don't want a bear or a coyote or a hog, you know, wild hogs to come mess with our stuff. You know, if there's an aggressive, you know, animal, you know, we're, we're, we're going to call the game warden and we're going to get rid of it, you know, make sure we can get rid of it. If it's a, you know, a, a nuisance animal, you know, well, these were being nuisance animals. And I mean, Mike, he didn't, you know, he's heard the story, but he, you know, he, he didn't believe until he actually saw one and shot it. It's an incredible story. And on the BFRO website, you can really get into the whole report, I think, is more than 20, 20 pages long. It, it's it's massive. And oh yeah. So you you mentioned that these things were getting aggressive. Do you think like what constitutes a Sasquatch getting aggressive in this situation that you've heard? Trying about? to get into the house when you're in it. I mean, he said that it would come up to the door. And turn and turn the knob and try to get in into the house. You know, I mean, you know, you you hardly ever hear reports of, you know, a Sasquatch trying to look, you know, look through the window and scaring little kids. You know, I mean, but we think that, you know, down in this area, you know, there's there. I think there's two two clans of them. One in Honubi and one on Winding Stair Mountain. I mean, it's a 10 to 15 mile, you know, it's crow flies, as we say down here, between each each mountain, you know, mountain range where 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 they're at. And, you know, um, and we think that there's two clans of them in this area, and we think that the one on Honubi 
are, I would say, really inbreded. You know, inbreded in. You know, there there's not a lot of them, but they 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 inbreed in into their in their clan. You know, they ain't going out finding you know new new mates or anything. They're staying with each other and they're inbreeding with each other. And we think that that's why that they are so aggressive in that area. There was multiple Sasquatches. I mean, there was multiple Bigfoots, you know, coming to that property, you know, with the other ones. I mean, it was like a war. You know, you've heard of the the Indian and, and Sasquatch wars, you know, right? So Mike shot uh, shot and killed this Bigfoot, and but before he before before he shot it, this this Bigfoot was standing at the gate, and at a at a gate, and I would say this this gate probably weighed 150 to 200 pounds. He said the Bigfoot grabbed this gate and shook it as hard as he could. And was roaring and growling at him and stuff like that. And Mike said, "I got to put this thing out of its misery. I mean, if it if if I don't, he's gonna come into this house and kill everybody, you know." So he shot it and 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 killed it. He said, "When he looked when he looked in into the scope, he he aimed for its head and shot him right between the eyes. And he said they were red colored eyes." I mean, and like six other big, when he killed it, six other Bigfoot came and carried it off. And there's reports of a logger at, at that time, logger seeing six Bigfoot carry another Bigfoot across the road, you know, running with it across the road. So eventually things hopefully got back to normal for Mike. Well, it, it was actually Mike's place. It was it was his brother's place. He was just helping his brother defend his homestead, you know. Oh, sure. And and after that, uh, Tim's wife said, "I'm not I'm not living there no more." They, she took the kids and they went to went back to town, and they end up selling the place and, you know, or. Actually, they ended up leaving the place and never coming back. I mean, they found a different place in town because they were tired of it. <laughs> That's wild. And maybe this question is, you know, if someday I get to talk to one of these gentlemen, I'll ask it. But that property, does stuff still happen there? I, I don't know. I Okay. I, I haven't gotcha. kept up with. I mean that that property, but I know where they live at now. They're Mike and and Tim and them that there's activity in the, the area. But he said these these aren't these guys here aren't aggressive like like they do. I mean they'll come around you know the house every once in a while, but you know if, he said it's 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 a totally different clan than what was up there. So. I wonder if it's a thing where as you know, you've got these sections of Oklahoma where 
you know, they have these areas where the big, the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot live like mm -hmm. areas like, you know, we, we've all heard of, of the different areas out there. And as humans start to make places to stay, maybe by accident, they're creating houses in these areas among, you know, the Bigfoot territory. And then that just leads into a terrible situation for these people as, as you've been talking about. Well, you know, there's, there's reports going back, you know, from the native Americans, you know, this, this is, this is Choctaw country, you know, Choctaw Indians, you know, and there's, there's, you know, legends in the Choctaw uh, people that say, you know, they wouldn't let their kids run around at their desk because the tall man will get them. Wow. I mean, because the Choctaw Indians, they came from the Mississippi area and through the tr uh, Trail of Tears uh, to the to this area, you know, I mean, you know, and Sasquatches, you know, in most Native American, you know, folklore, you know, that, you know, they lived with with them you know around them you know they knew about them you know wow. like around uh up in washington state uh the sasquatch is 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 on their totem pose you know oh absolutely you, know. you mentioned there's a clan around the winding stair mountain yes uh, what is it that makes you think that there's a clan in that area well, that's that's where Mike and Tim and them they all live is oh, okay. at the gotcha. base of Winding Stair and okay. and there, and there's reports you know uh, of Bigfoot's you know being seen around Winding Stair and Holson Valley Road and stuff like that. So when people are seeing these creatures, the, these aggressive. Bigfoot, are they saying that it looks more like an ape or more like some type of human type creature, or what are they usually uh, reporting? Mm, uh, I guess a human type, you know, human type with a kind of a gorilla looking face. Sure. What, you know, the, the, the cone head is always significant. Oh, with, sure, yeah. So that that leads into it. That story there leads into another story. So we're going back to the Patterson thing. <laughs> all right, here we go. So we're going back to Pat. Okay, so you're weaving yeah. this all together. I love it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So um, Les Patterson, before he passed away, I don't know when exactly he passed away. It was like it, it wasn't too far long ago. I'd say about 10 years ago. That Les is Les Patterson, Robert's brother, done a trip with his wife, and they come down here, you know, when they saw, you know, my grandpa, which were they were really good friends, you know, they, and on the phone before he come, he said, hey, um, you know, I want you to uh, come and talk to. To Mike because you know your brother 
filmed Bigfoot and stuff like that. And he said, I want you to meet him. You know, I think it would be good for both of y'all. So Les Patterson went and talked to Mike. We spent like an hour there and he told the whole story and stuff like that. And Les was just like, yeah, he said, he said, Roger was very adamant this was real and he said he said i believe your brother and he goes and he said and he said you know it's 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 really weird you know that no you know connected to someone that knows the person that actually filmed it and stuff like that so that that was pretty cool i was about i was about 20 years old at, at the time that uh all this happened and i was like man this is this is cool you know <laughs> that is just it's fascinating that there was that weird connection between mm -hmm. really two histor i mean you've got the two historical parts of bigfoot history and it's really cool how they connect like that. mm -hmm. that's amazing thank you for sharing that yep i want to bring back in something from our earlier interview you mm -hmm. had mentioned a hog over its shoulder story. Is that anything you can share? Well, I mean, basically, you know, I don't, I think, I don't know where I heard it. I mean, I think I may have heard it at, uh, at the finding Bigfoot thing, but, you know, I mean, you know, people, people find, you know, animals you know half mutilated animals all over the place you know i mean for a long time we had we had you know people had missing animals like chickens you know hogs you know stuff like that you know we'd find deer you know with their legs broken off you know hind leg hind quarter broken off and just left there or you know the head ripped off and you know all the insides taken out and stuff oh, like okay. that. Okay, hold, hold on. <laughs> Those are some pretty intense statements. It, it's crazy that you're you're living in this area and this is commonplace for you. Um, mm -hmm. For the rest of us, we're not used to happening upon deer that have their their legs ripped off or their heads ripped off. So this this is actually happening in southeast Oklahoma. You guys are running. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's ranchers up in, and there's a lot of ranches like cattle, you know, guy that has cattle up around Honubby that they have, they build 10 foot, they build 10 foot, uh, barbed wire fences, you know, to keep the Sasquatches out of the, off of their places. Wow. Have you ever encountered any of these, these, uh, massacred deer yourself or? No, it's just you know, people telling stories, you know, hunters telling stories. Well, it's know. Mike, it's like what other creature could rip the head off a deer or rip off its back leg? Oh, oh, only thing we have around here that could probably maybe do that is black bear. I mean, you know, mm. but, you know, I mean, we have black bear, we have coyotes and we have hogs and, and deer, you know, uh, I think they let some wolves out around here, like, 10 15 years ago but you know, you never see them and and you know 
we have some elk, a few elk around here, you know, not many, maybe four or five, you know, but that they let out around here, you know. But, you know, that's the only thing that could rip the head off a deer and pull out the insides, you know. And, and you know, eat what it wants and, and leave, you know. Mm. Oh, boy, that's just... I'm not sure what to do with that, man. That's inten- That's really, really intense just to think that you guys have to deal with that. Um, are there in- in count- accounts or encounters you've heard that, you know, there's some some accounts from your area that get all over the place, like this the siege story, you know? Mm-hmm. Are there ones that you're like, wow, this is this is kind of cool, but people just don't really talk about it? Uh I mean, there, there was a, uh, I think a Girl Scout camp, uh, uh, sighting and story that, uh, I, I forget. I had to look through the BFRO stuff. Okay. But I think that happened in the seventies, and that was the only one like that was kind of famous before, you know, what happened in Honubi in two thousand. So I mean. It you know it's it's common lore around here you know hey there's Bigfoot up in Honubi you better be careful up there you know I mean er- everybody knows what happened up there and no but nobody really wants to talk about it you know and you know I mean because you know some people say oh he crazy he be- he believes that I like yeah I do believe that you know. I'm 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 not gonna say my friend's crazy, you know. And since I've known him all my life, and and one of the best best guys I I know. I mean, mm. he 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 was such a good friend and family. He was Paul Bear at my grandpa's funeral, and you know, and you know, I, I'm not gonna say my my friend is a you know a quack, you know, or anything like that. I, I believe what he said and, and anybody else said anything. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's just not, you know, he's a very reputable guy around here and gotcha. everybody likes him. Gotcha. Wow. That's just, Man, all the, all those houses out there, they need to start getting cameras put up on them so you guys can yeah. start recording. Well, well, they stuff. they tend to they tend to stay away from gear cams and stuff like that. Oh, know? okay. They, they, I've they're, heard they're, that. Yeah, they're they're very uh, they're they're very uh, aware of you know devices and stuff like that. You know, they don't you know they don't want to get they don't want to get caught on camera. You know, they want to stay, you know, secluded and don't want to be messed with, you know. You go into their territory and, you know, you're going to find out real quick if if they're going to be good or they're going to be bad. If they're going to be bad, then you ain't coming out of the woods. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You're going to be you're going to be up in a tree broken in half <laughs> now that hasn't happened has it mike no no okay no <laughs> uh, 
no, nothing, totally no, no, nobody's been killed by Bigfoot around here that we that we know of. I mean, there's been people missing, you know, but really, you know, I mean, oh, I heard wow. a story um, on your one of your other podcasts about guy said, hey, there's, you know, been missing people around here. And, you know, I think it was uh, the uh, one you just to the Montana one. Yeah, 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 that's a really good. I like that one. I like yeah, that, that was a good yeah. story. Yeah, Ken's a great dude. Uh, in about a year or so, we'll, we'll definitely be having Ken back because uh, he's already telling me stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to have you back in the future, dude. Uh, but yeah, I got a left field question for you, Mike. Yeah, go um, ahead. Obviously, you've got Sasquatch there all over the place. Have you guys? Oh yeah. Are are you also running into other? weird creatures as well does this come up in your you know when you're talking to other people maybe stuff like dog man or uh just weird pale stuff running across the road or oh uh, like that black panthers oh that's okay that's cool yeah got got a lot of ufo sightings and stuff around here oh interesting yeah in the same area as the uh, the weird Sasquatch stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm. I mean, it's you know all over the skies. You know, sometimes sure. you know. Yeah. But but mo- most thing, other most of the thing worth, you know, kind of famous for is our black panthers around here. Is that anything you've seen personally, or know anyone that's actually seen one of those guys? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, my uncle Gene saw uh, a black panther on his property. That's about uh, that. Well, that property, my uncle Gene's dead now, okay. but uh, but that that's about about a mile as a crow flies south of us. Sure. Yeah. Now, why is it a big deal? So, some people not familiar with why is it a big deal that you're seeing black panthers? in in that area people you know people think oh they ain't no such thing as black right. panthers you know i mean i i know a, one michael jean saw one and then there's an there was another report then here a while back i seen a picture of one like someone took around here so i mean we got bobcats and you know stuff like that you know mountain lions i mean but barely, rarely do you see a black mountain lion, black panther, we call them. So. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, Mike, this has been a really enlightening chat about Southeast <sighs> Oklahoma. But I just want to thank you for coming on, Mike, and, uh, and sharing what you've experienced and uh, well, what some friends of yours have experienced as well. Thank you for listening to Bigfoot Society. If you like the show, please review and rate it five stars on iTunes. Hit the share button and send this episode to all your friends on social media. Subscribe to Bigfoot Society wherever you listen to podcasts. It doesn't cost a thing. Pick up a Bigfoot Society shirt or enamel pin over on our Etsy page and people will tell you all about their Bigfoot sightings when you wear it. At least that's what people tell us. That's what happens. If you'd like to become an official member of Bigfoot Society with a membership card, a community of like-minded individuals, and extra content each month, then please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Thanks for listening.